0: Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you are listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment automated investment and savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools and they're built to help Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money show. It is Tuesday, September 27th, and we are here trying to take the mystery out of your financial life. Here's what we wrote when we originally launched our radio show. When was that again, Mark? 2011? January 2011, we wrote, this is where we provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and life. That's pretty good. Here's what else we said. I'm your host, Jill Schlesinger, CBS News Business Analyst and Certified Financial Planner. The only difference now is it's I'm your host, Jill Schlesinger, with Mark Talercio, who is also a Certified Financial Planner. I bet back then you wouldn't have thought you would be a CFP, Mark. So that's kind of cool.
1: No, Never
0: and then i'll change the uh, the the i'm to we are going to help navigate your financial journey with common sense and an insider's perspective. I don't know if i'd say insider's perspective anymore. I might just say with common sense and humor on how to manage your emotions in your life. I think that all pretty much holds. I might t- i'm going to tighten that up a little bit. Anyway, if you would like to come on the program or just ask us a question it's easy to do. Go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and just there's a box at the bottom and says, Would well, you want to come on the air? If you click it, then Mark will do the rest. Today, we've got to plow through some emails because honestly, they are piling up. Okay. Robert writes that uh, his wife inherited an IRA and a variable non qualified annuity from her mother. Now, Just to be clear, the designation non-qualified when it comes to an annuity essentially means that it is not the the source of the funds has already been taxed. In other words, it's not a retirement account um, like an IRA. The money didn't come from a 401k or a 403b, okay? So it is money that was not out of an employer plan, and it's not an account that came out of an IRA, Remember that the rules changed when it comes to inheriting assets from retirement accounts because you have to take the money out within 10 years. Okay. So back to Robert. Robert says that they've been told um, they've got to take the IRA, which is about $150,000 out within 10 years. Yes. And uh, the money that comes out of the IRA does count as ordinary income. Next. Let's talk about that annuity. The annuity has $300,000 in it. Half of that is money that was put in. We've been told that it has to be withdrawn over the next five years, or we can offer another annuity product. The terms are complicated. The charges are high, two and a half percent a year. Here's the background. His wife works part-time. He works full-time. They make 200 grand together. They own their home. It's paid for. Three kids, son has graduated, employed, two daughters in college, and they're contributing 40 grand a year towards their education. They've been doing it from their annual income. We have 401k, $750,000, an IRA of $100,000, $90,000 in other investments, and 175 grand in cash. He is 57, wife is 54. He's going to work at least another five years. Then he's going to get a pension. And his wife is also going to get a pension. Long story short is they're in great shape. You are in great shape. So the big question, are you on the right track overall? Yes. How do you deal with the annuity and the IRA? So for the IRA, you have to take the money out every year. You may, since you said you're going to work for another five years, maybe you take the minimum out in the five years that you're working. Okay and then you kind of backload it when you're not working for tax purposes. In terms of the annuity, I would not roll into another annuity. I know that it's this is going to create a tax burden for you guys, but you know, look, your highest tax bracket right now is already 24%. All right? So if we minimize the money that comes out of the IRA, the inherited IRA, but then you kind of you start taking more money from the annuity, maybe you try to get up to the limit of the tax bracket, 24% tax bracket stops at 340000 So don't take that much out that would put you into the next tax bracket. Do not actually go into another annuity product. You don't need to. And the money you take out of the annuity, you could either just add it to your brokerage account, pay for college, whatever it is. But you've got one hundred and fifty grand that is coming out as income. You can spread it out over the next few years and do the best you can, but nothing else beyond that. I mean, it's it's weird because both of the assets that you have inherited have embedded tax liability. It's not bad. You inherited money. So big picture, Robert, you guys are in good shape, but I absolutely would not at all go into another Uh, into another annuity, I would try to stay within that 24% Income bracket, and just add it to your investment account, or use some of the money for college, whatever your cash needs are. You're paying stuff out of cash flow. Maybe this kind of beefs up your cash position. But I really would love it if you had all that money essentially put into your brokerage account. That ninety thousand that's in other investments, and you've got a whole bunch of money in cash. I'm not sure why you have so much in cash, but. This money needs to get to work. And uh, the only thing you need to keep in cash is your emergency reserve fund and the money you need to pay for college. But it's a really it's a great problem to have. You know, here is a note from William in Illinois, um, and he says, I've been reading your column in the Chicago Tribune for years. I love your advice. I read with interest your column about the SECURE Act 2.0. So the SECURE Act passed. Okay. Then there were two other pieces of legislation that were supposed to kind of update the SECURE Act. Nothing's been done yet. Isn't that crazy? It's been a long time, right? Anyway, there's a House version, there's a Senate version, and each of them are slightly different. But one of the big changes could be that We see that required minimum distributions, which right now start at 72, might rise to age 75. The House bill phases in the change goes like, you know, 72, 3, 4, 5. The Senate bill goes straight to 75. But anyway, it's um, that would be kind of a cool thing. The question from William is I'm 71. I'll turn 72 in 2023 if they pass something before the end um, the year I may be able to delay my IR- RMD a little bit longer. That is true. I would delay it till the bitter end. And, you know, the worst thing that happens is what, you know, what do you have to do? Take it out the last week. It's fine. Right. It's OK. I'd keep an eye on it.
1: I wouldn't count on it, though.
0: You wouldn't count on it. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's past both chambers, though.
1: I know, but it just sounds like he's trying to plan around this. I would just plan on it being 72 until he hears otherwise.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would absolutely until but I wouldn't take the distribution yet. That's all I'm saying. I would plan on it, but get ready to pull that trigger. Ernesto, huge fan of the show since 2017. All right. Question about retirement for me and my partner. We're not married. We have no kids. We have similar situations. I'm 30. She's 29. They live in California. I got a new job this year. I left my government job. And it had a pension and a 457 Roth. Now I have a 403B, but there's no Roth option. And I'm contributing $500 per pay period. I will make 100. Oh, this is why I left. I'll make 150 grand a year. I previously made 95. I don't qualify for a Roth. He had been contributing every year to a Roth. He's got about 35,000. I had to withdraw my contributions to the Roth because his income was still above the limit. Oh, okay. All right. So so he fixed that already. That's good. He's got another 401k with 25 grand. A Roth 457 has 14. Pension has 28. I'm vested, but I only have six years of service. And I've got $18,000 in a brokerage account, 65 in a bank account. And that's the emergency reserve fund. No consumer debt besides... Oh my gosh, it's a big loan, $2,500 for an e-bicycle? Maybe pay off that loan. I know, I don't know what the rate is, but if that rate's above three or 4%, use some of the bank account money and pay off that e-bike loan. Okay, new 403B question. Should I contribute to the new 403B or use a backdoor Roth? So do a a backdoor. Um, Partner is in a similar situation. She has money in a simple IRA. There's a lot of stuff floating around here. That's all I can say. The old 457 Roth and roll it into your Roth IRA, fine, leave it alone. The only other thing he has, he doesn't have another IRA. He has a 403b currently and an old 401k. Can he take the old 401k and roll it into his current 403b? I don't know if they'll take it. Sometimes they don't like having, you know. Sometimes they don't like doing that. They want it like to like, but. You can leave it. Don't move it into an IRA rollover. That's all I can say. Don't do that. I think that what I would do is if you don't have a match and eat same for both of you, if you don't have a match, of course, you can do a backdoor Roth. If you have a good plan, you could use the plan. But I would tend to want to use a backdoor Roth because you'll have control over it and just keep track of everything.
1: Not so easy for the partner because she already has a simple. So that's going to trigger the pro rata.
0: I know she's she's not going to be able to do it because a simple IRA screws her up yes for you no for your partner how about that that's what i think we're going to do and try to try to consolidate accounts guys really otherwise it's going to be it's going to be a mess to manage this in the future they're so young and they already have like five accounts here's from paul i just started to listen to your programs yay and um paul says i like what i hear and read thank you um here's the question Given volatility and a downdraft, are fossil fuel stocks a good investment with a worldwide recession approaching. So he says, I know how you feel about market timing, but the Fed will jack rates up and they will continue to do so. And the dollar index is soaring since January, gold's down. Given that he writes, it's very funny. Paul he Paul writes, all in cash biden inflation. Well, what do they call the inflation that's going on outside
1: of the United States, Mark? Right. Like all over the world cracks me up.
0: You know what I mean? Like global inflation is now Biden inflation. It's so silly, guys. Come on. Let's not politicize this. This is this is just it's very odd when people get like this. It really is. Honestly, it's the weirdo effects of a once in a century pandemic. Okay, All right. So now the question is energy stocks. I'm not a huge fan of picking stocks and sectors. So Paul, I wish you the very best of luck with whatever you do. As you listen to the show, you'll hear I don't pick sectors. I don't, I certainly don't pick anything um, when it comes to specifics and stocks. I am an index fund kind of gal. So that's where um, I'll leave you with your Schlesinger inflation. It's the Talercio inflation. <laughs> okay, and our last question is from Easton. Subject: Help, solo 401k Roth or traditional or SEP. Hi, I'm a freelancer in New York. My income is starting to grow. I'm projected to make about $100,000 this year. I currently have a traditional IRA. With seven thousand dollars in it, but I'm looking into a solo 401k or a SEP so I can make higher contributions. Which one? Here's the thing: the SEP is easy. It really is. It will allow you to put a lot of money away, but there is no Roth option. The solo 401k can be can use a Roth option. Goodman is not clear. He does not think that that uh, that the the solo Roth is going to actually Live on. That's his opinion. I don't know. What do you think about that, Mark? But anyway, it's available now.
1: Why would that go away? If they're going to keep it in regular 401ks, why would the solo 401k go away?
0: I don't know. Cause I think it seemed like it may seem a little bit like a big benefit to rich self employed people. I do think at this level, at $100,000, the SEP is easier, but the Roth version of the 401k is better. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah. If it's just one person working on their own and no employees to worry about, I I would do the solo 401k just to get the Roth feature.
0: Yeah, I, I would too. And you know, also, just to be clear, now that you're a freelancer and you do live in New York, maybe the traditional IRA that you have, why not convert it right this second into a Roth IRA? Presuming you have the money to pay the taxes and the time has gone by. So, yeah, I think the the solo 401k from sort of any large provider and make sure you have an emergency reserve fund, because now that you work for yourself, you'll hopefully start seeing that things can be variable and you need a big fat emergency reserve fund just in case, just in case. Not a definite. I'm just saying when you work for yourself, there's
1: not as much of a
0: safety net, right?
1: Disability insurance,
0: disability, health. It's a lot of stuff to do. (laughs) That other half of the um, employer contribution to FICA, that's never fun. Wait, we're who's paying the other half? Wait, you are.
1: Pay those estimated taxes. You got a lot.
0: You got that quarterly tax bill coming up. There's a lot happening for you. Anyway, let us know if you have further questions. Okay. All right. That's the program. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget when you go on the website. Jill on money.com. you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter and you can pre-order the new book which is called The Great Money Reset. We know that the questions keep coming fast and furiously and I have to say I do think Mark that between right now until you know sort of the week before Thanksgiving this is like the big push to get people to focus on their financial lives because unless you do that I think you're going to be in big trouble because all of a sudden the holidays come and it sort of sucks all of your energy out. So let's do it now. Shoot us a note, go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Of course, let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. And don't forget, if you wouldn't mind, leave us a rating and review on Apple. Lift someone up today. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.